It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, all of us who are on this path, this journey of entrepreneurship, you know, we, we need to have a, a lot of, you know, uh, things in our arsenal, right? Great business plan, you know, target audience nailed down and stuff like that. But one of the things we always have, I don't care what business you're in, got to have a marketing plan, some type of marketing strategy, which is why we have an amazing uh, guest today. We have a serial entrepreneur and digital marketer, uh, Darwin Liu. Darwin, what's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me, Dominic. Oh, no worries. No worries, man. Once again, just want to say thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. And before we kind of dive into our conversation today, man, just kind of share, you know, 2020 was one for the record books, man. Let's be honest, man, no matter uh, how you look at it. But just kind of like what were some takeaways, some lessons learned for you and your team and uh, personally, man, that you took away from 2020? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd say a bunch of things, right? Uh for for marketing, um, new industries were created for the most part. You know, we had clients that basically went bankrupt, but we had other clients that just skyrocketed. Uh, food delivery companies, some e-com companies, you know, right. people are just changing their whole buying behavior because of 2020. So for marketing, I mean, at the end of the day, it really just proves that, you know, you can market almost anything and nothing really dies down. Industries will die, say, um, shopping at grocery stores or whatever it is, but marketing itself is always going to grow. So that's, that's one thing that, uh, you know, we, we should definitely keep top of mind. Uh, you know, business lessons, right? right. <laughs> um, I think COVID is a tough year for a, a lot of people in terms of running their company in terms of being productive, in terms of how to actually change or pivot based off of how, say, COVID happened, right? So um, I definitely learned that, you know, uh, a new way of running a company. I I always thought that you had to be there in person to to do a lot of things, but not at all, man. I actually like being alone, totally in the office by myself. Got you. Got you. You like to, as my son likes to do, social, social distance a little bit. So uh, I definitely understand that. My, My son only comes down three times a Three times a uh, uh, a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I definitely know what you're talking about there for sure. <laughs> he just doesn't want to see you, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, right? Uh, but let me ask you this, man. Like, have you seen? You know, we're, we're talking about marketing and stuff like that. You know, you're an expert in the digital marketing space. Did you see any innovations in the marketing? aspect that you kind of saw people implementing, you know, because like I said, man, you know, uh, things like a uh, like a adversity and crisis or whatever, they kind of spur new ideas and new innovations, man. Have you seen anything or did you create anything uh, uh, during uh, the time? Well, I'd say a couple of things, right? Okay. So um, again, it depends on what kind of marketing you're doing. Sure. Uh, for the local small business stuff, uh, a lot of our clients, for the most part, um, they do add all of the local, say, pieces to a local marketing plan. So um, things like uh, we are, you know, um, buy in store curbside pickup. We are COVID free for the gyms out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They even have is for black owned businesses nowadays. So uh, those are a couple of things that are sort of innovative. Uh, For us, um, it really was sort of, and and this is sort of our model, which is always to do what others aren't doing, right? Um, During COVID, a lot of people weren't marketing. for some reason, they thought that, you know, the uh, economy must have been crap, um, that things weren't going to sell. But that was perfect for us because we actually continue marketing 
we were able to get a lot of our clients to do it. And during this time, I mean, uh, without competitors, what, what do you think uh, happens? Our cost per clicks were cut by like, I think somewhere around 300%. Right. So that's sort of the innovative piece, right? Which is really, you know, stop following what everyone else is doing. It, it's, if you think that everyone else is doing this and you're reading the articles and they're all telling you to do, do, to do this, do something else. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I, I, I appreciate that. You know, one of the things that we get asked about all the time, you know, you know, social media and ads and stuff like that. Who I go with? Do I go with Facebook? Do I go with Instagram? Do I go with LinkedIn and stuff like that? And we get a myriad of, of answers in that regard. But what I want to ask you is this, man, because there's a lot of sponsored ads out there on social media and stuff like that. How does one stand out, you know, amongst the crowd? Because like, you know, you see this sponsored ad here, see, here this, see this sponsored ad there, and they all kind of look the same after a while. How do you stand out with your ad with your company when it comes to those uh, social media ads, uh, Darwin? Great question, Dominic. Uh, so, and this is the funny thing that we always preach, and this goes back to my earlier point about doing something different than what right. everyone else does. Right. We look at things differently. Um, you know, I've, I've worked in the agency world for, I don't know, eight plus years, right? I've done marketing for 14 plus years. Everything I read on the blogs or everything that people talk about whenever they take over an account is, Hey, let me do some creative testing. Let me go fix your ad. Let me do X, Y, Z to your ad, right? So they're like, let me make your ad stand up. Right. Um, for at least here, uh, the ad comes second or third or fourth. It's actually not even on the forefront. Um, gotcha. What we really care about is running a correct marketing system where we can get our ad in front of as many eyes as possible at a fraction of the price. Mm. So let me try to explain that a tiny bit. Right. Um, a lot of people are focused on the creative, on the on the branding itself, and that's hard to systemize. That that's hard to come in and say how do you know that's hard, it's hard to create an avatar for your for your company and just say, hey, how do I write my message so it appeals to him, right? Right. Uh, it's actually better to actually figure out how to cut my CPCs by say nine hundred percent. So then the next person is paying a dollar, I'm paying ten cents. I don't give a crap how my ads look. At the end of the day, you know, if I'm getting my my ads out to ten times more people than the next guy, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna make. Are we still there? Yeah. So did that make sense? <laughs> did, did I get cut off? Oh, no, for some reason, you, you cut out right then and there. You, the last thing I heard, you were uh, talking about uh, if somebody has, you know, uh, uh, maybe not a, as good as look as ad, but they're getting out to more people. That's the last thing I heard. I'm sorry about that, man. Oh, no, no. That, that, that's my fault. I, I fidget a lot and I move around a oh, lot. Gotcha. So that, that, that's, let me try to hold the phone closer. Oh, um, gotcha. Oh, you know, at the end of the day, if I can get my ad out to 10 times more people than the next guy with the same budget, mm-hmm. then I can care less about how my ad looks. Gotcha. Like my, my ad is getting seen 10 times more than the next guy. Like right. I'm going to make money regardless. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that makes that makes complete sense. And I, I appreciate that. And uh, Startup Nation, if you want to check out some of the stuff that Darwin has going on, make sure you check out uh, xagency.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on uh the podcast man let, let me ask you this man seo man we, we a lot of people are trying to maximize you know uh you know uh that part of their marketing strategy and stuff like that what are some of those tips that you're kind of you know uh, uh helping out with your clients and stuff like that what are some of those tips darwin if you don't mind yeah so a couple of things which is sort of the the what's the word stewards or, or the foundation right i mean you have to make sure your on-page matters that's that's 
been here since Google's been implemented. A um, couple of new things that everyone has to really think about is sort of always put yourself in the customer's shoes. So oh, right. uh, Google is in the business of search results, right? So if they give bad search results, what happens? People go to bank. So always use that lens when you're trying to optimize your content, when you're trying to write something, when you're trying to do SEO. And if you can use that as your guiding light, a lot of things become easy. So a couple of examples for you would be uh, readability, uh, how long people stay on the page, right? That stuff right. matters now. So think about it this way. If Google uh, gives a search result, um, you know, that someone gamified um, and then someone sort of did all their, their black hat techniques on it, and they go on the page and then the page actually totally sucks and then people leave right away. Uh, that affects it, right? So that that's a that's an easy formula to to look at it if, if uh, you're trying to optimize your page. Gotcha. Um, a couple of things is long form content obviously matters even more now, just right. because you know in the new age, the longer people stay on the site, the better readability. Um, couple of more important things really is uh, web vitals. So it's you know page speed has something has been something that they've always sort of pushed, but they've never really pushed it out there in terms of what kind of scoring you need, right? right. Um, coming to the future, really, uh, web vitals is um, sort of I don't even know how to explain it. I think it's it's a it's governed by like web development international body, and if you go to Chrome and you download the web vitals plugin, you can easily check your own website, but you need to get greens on all of them for a boost on your site. Um, so, so that's one thing that's sort of new. Uh, there's a lot of articles out there saying backlinks don't matter anymore. Um, mm. That's fake. Backlinks still matter. Right. You know, if you want to think about it, there's a thousand people writing about the same product or, or the same industry. Right. Something has to really push you guys above the rest, right? And it's right. really still backlinks. Okay, so just keep that top of mind. Backlinks will always matter. For sure, for sure. No, uh, no, I have heard that, but you know, it, it just seems like that part still matters because it, it, I think it just seems to go once again. Like you know, if somebody says, "Oh, backlinks don't matter," then a whole bunch of people kind of like you know move away from that and then all of a sudden you know there you are right there uh utilizing those backlinks and they can be quite beneficial again going against the now i guess not necessarily going against the grain but uh putting yourself out there to do what's different like you've been kind of preaching in this episode so i appreciate that advice man i want to ask you this man because you know look Let's be honest, man. There's a lot of digital marketers out there. There's a lot of people who kind of do the same space that you do. But let's be also honest, man. There's a lot of people out here, you know, scamming people, jipping people out of their money, stuff like that. You know what I mean? I I guess I want to ask you this, man. If I'm a a small business owner, uh, clearly I don't have a war chest of like marketing dollars. Right. So I got to be very strategic and very intentional about my marketing dollars. What are some red flags I need to look for, but you know, or not necessarily red flags, but what I need to look for in general, right before I hire a marketing agency? What questions should I ask? Kind of walk me through that if you don't mind, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we and we're in a different industry, right? So we focus on sort of the enterprise e-com industry, but I, I do help just small business owners to, to help them find the right people. Mm-hmm. And I, I do into the same kind of questions uh, a ton. A um, couple of them really are this, right? The, I think anyone can be an expert at Facebook nowadays. You you pay a twenty, you know, you pay twenty dollars for Udemy course, and then you're an expert, right? Uh, what what I you know one of the most important questions really would be: Can that agency or can that consultant uh, figure out the right metrics slash KPIs? Um, if they're coming at you saying, you know, we got this many so and so impressions or clicks for our last client. That's a red flag, right? We want people who actually care about revenue, regardless if it's leads or whatever or offline. There's a way to connect. So we want the the agency that actually cares about the revenue. 
instead right. of just the, these false uh, KPIs, if that makes sense. That's one. For sure. um, two would be um, how big are their clients, right? If they are focused on small businesses, great. That that's you know you fit right in there. But if you are say one of their smallest clients, um, you already know that they're not going to put any sort of care or, or time into your account. So definitely ask them um, what, what kind of clientele that do they uh, use service. Ask them for case studies. Ask them for referrals. Um, I, I know a lot of small business owners are too afraid to ask for those things. Mm. But uh, you know, if you're going to pay them, say, $1,000 a month to manage your stuff, you definitely want to have good referrals from them. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. I want to switch gears here just a second. You know, uh, once again, Startup Nation, we're talking to uh, Darwin Liu, serial entrepreneur and digital marketer here on the Startup Life. I want to ask you this, man, because a lot of people are getting in this e-commerce game, right? Like they're they're selling products online and, and stuff like that. I guess I just want to ask, man, as an industry leader, man, you know, you know, like anything in life, man, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing, right? So everybody's getting an e-commerce game and stuff like that. Where do you see e-commerce evolving over the next couple of years in your regard? You know, we know Amazon is the king, right? But all of us, as little people, we're trying to carve a little piece out for ourselves, right? So I guess I'm just curious, you know, as an industry leader, where do you see e-commerce uh, kind of going, you know, here in the next couple of years, in your opinion? Yeah, so uh, a couple of uh, thoughts on this. Sure. Um, e-commerce is growing. Uh, a lot of our offline companies are going online, right? They know that e-com is where it's at. Right. So DTC, direct to consumer, is you know what we call it. Um, that that's definitely a market that's growing. One, two is all these marketplaces are coming out to fight Amazon, so that's mm-hmm. going to grow too. Right. You know, Target marketplaces, Walmart marketplaces. Uh, the regular person can actually sell things there now. Obviously, you have to pass some checks. But um, that's obviously growing as well. So for, for the regular guy out there, just think about that. There's more places for you to sell things now if you're actually going to get into the game. Right. Uh, three is um, if you guys are going to jump into e-com, right? Um, I know that dropshipping was huge, say, I think two years ago. Everyone pushed it everywhere. Um, it still works. Um, I have a bunch of friends who are doing high-ticket dropship items. So what they're doing is, you know, they're, they're buying $5,000 products and they're basically selling those, right? Versus the the standard product that you can get out there. Uh, unless, of course, you know, you can cut out the middleman and go directly to, say, China or whatever for dropshipping um, right. uh, clientele, then then that works. But other than that, like, if you do have a middleman, if you're doing the small ticket items, I haven't seen that work that well uh, recently just because the market's oversaturated, right? Sure. And then four really is, um, yeah, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. <laughs> but I think what most people who start out a company don't understand is that, it usually isn't the what that you do, right? Anyone can, someone can sell a pet rock and they can make money. It's actually, you know, the why and the how you do or how long you're going to invest your time into this. Because at the end of the day, you know, I think it's a certain formula it it takes to actually get something going and running correctly. Right. And I think a lot of people don't understand or don't have that. They want to get rich quick scheme, you know, that they want to buy the, the, the games, uh, (laughs) the, the thing that's going on right now. So all all the, the stock issues coming out right now. Right. So, um, it's, it's, they just need to understand that there isn't really a get-rich-quick scheme. I think anything works. Ecom definitely works. They just have to uh, be ready to invest their time into it. For sure. Look, quick follow-up question. Do you think there will always be a place for brick and mortar? Like I said, well, I know e-commerce is growing, but do you think there will always be a place, You know, whether it be maybe not as big as it is now, but will there always be a place for brick and mortar stores and stuff like that in your opinion? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, things like uh, co- companies like Best Buy, right? They they right. pivoted and they they've changed the metric for the in store. Um, people who go in store now really aren't there. You know, they they, they don't they don't focus a 
quote profit uh, for a Best Buy store just based off how much they sell. It's really the geek squad. It's um, people coming in and checking out products, right? right. So yeah, hundred percent. People still need to go in store to see things, and as long as the companies understand that and change the way they measure store value, um, then then it works. You know, uh, even for what we do online, say Google Ads, Facebook Ads, uh, Google Analytics. We do measure in-store um, traffic. We measure people who go in-store. We also measure in-store value, you know, how many people buy in-store. Right. Uh, it's definitely not going um, away. It's, it's definitely going to, you know, drop a little bit. But as long as people pivot, um, it's still going to be there. It won't, it won't play as big as a part as a long time ago. You know, malls are shutting down everywhere. However, again, we do need to go in-store for some items. For sure. For sure. I, I, I'm, I'm actually curious as to see what they do with like those big department stores, like the space itself, like the big department stores, big malls. Like, I'm curious how somebody will possibly repurpose that space or maybe even that building. But that's another conversation for another day. Once again, Startup Nation, we're talking to Darwin Lou, serial entrepreneur and digital marketing. He's also the founder of AmericanBully.com, an online company that sells premium apparel and accessories for Bully Breeze. Make sure you check out that website, Startup Nation. That's AmericanBully.com. Darwin, let me ask you this, man. What what excites you as a business owner and an entrepreneur you know i know it's kind of a trendy word to kind of you know people call themselves entrepreneurs and stuff like that these days but what's something that excites you as a business owner as an entrepreneur living in the now yeah and it's funny you said that just because i try not to throw throw around the entrepreneur word too much right, right just because right. everyone does <laughs> right. uh, as as a business owner what i would say is is really that you know i i failed and i've succeeded and for me um, it's really being able to live life the way I want it, right? Like we're, I'm able to do my own thing. I'm able to fail if I want to. I'm able to try something even though it's scary. So for me, it's really being able to live life on my own terms. Right. Um, when, you know, in high school, I interned at a company uh, called State Street, and it's the most boring place in the world. And the people <laughs> there were working there for 10, 15, 20 years, and they just hated their lives, right? Gotcha. They want to do things, but they couldn't. So yeah. uh, for me, right, I, I can get up in the morning. I, I can go to work if I want to. Obviously, I, I work a crap time. But still, you know, it's, it's right. like I have the choice to do what I, I want to do. So, right. so that's actually my excitement of being an entrepreneur. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I, I, I'm curious about something, that place you said you worked at for a while. What are some things that you learned from that place? Because I know a lot of times, you know, I mean, not not everybody starts off as an entrepreneur. They start off, you know, in corporate America, some kind of uh, place like that. What What are some lessons that you learned, you know, from either there or from uh, your other times in, uh, you know, in the marketing space where you worked for somebody? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the most, this is the most important thing that I, I definitely learned from uh, my internship. Right. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, what the internship was, I worked at State Street. I think they were the largest custodian for stock trades. Right. Gotcha. Uh, what ended up happening was I would go in there every single morning uh, and then it would be a, a, you know, I would just hit a button day in and day out. I, I was a cog in the wheel. Right. Okay. So it was boring. It was a, it was a horrible job. Um, but what I learned from that really is that, you know, a lot of small businesses, don't flourish because they don't focus on the systems. You know, mm-hmm. they run their company and and then they they think that they can do everything and they think that it's all about the people, but, but it really isn't. You know, I tell everyone here at X Agency that uh, we need to get to the point where it's so boring that everyone does the same stuff day in and day out. You know, uh, when you're a startup, it's super fun because you don't have any systems. You're you're right. just doing things off the cuff. Um, but what I really learned was that if we can get to the boring uh, point where the company runs on its own, um, then, then you're golden, you know, then, then you can just sit back and chill. You can go on vacation because the company will run itself. The sales will come in, the numbers will come, the revenue will come. 
I hear that. I'm reminded of a Warren Buffett quote. No, a great company is one your idiot brother can run. So I definitely understand uh, what you mean by that, man. L- let me ask you this, man, because, you know, in your, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, any time in your career in marketing, you say you've been doing this for 14 years, whether it been, you know, uh, for somebody or even, uh, you know, for yourself. Talk about a time, man, where you got like a big client, big contract or something like that. And he's like, oh, damn, I got to I got to perform, man. Kind of kind of walk me through that process, that mindset of like when it's time to, to you know, to lace them up, man, you lace them up and, and, you, and you perform well. Yeah. So, you know, guys like and I, and I watch these guys all the time, guys like Jordan and Kobe Bryant, right? Like. Or Brady, they're they're able, you know, they're there because they're able to perform when when it's the buzzer shots, right? So, um, for for me, there was a a big client that basically made or break uh, made or broke X Agency when we first started. Um, I I knew him from my old company that I worked at, and I emailed him after two years just so, so that I can say, hey, I don't know how you're doing, but um, you know, I started my own agency and I can come in and, and run your stuff. I, you remember me clearly, right? He was like, yeah, set up a meeting um, and we'll talk over the phone. I was like, no, I'll fly down there. So I flew all the way from Boston to Cali, right. um, just sold him on the spot, and, and I was able to just take that count. In terms of performance, you know, I, I think to be an entrepreneur, you do have to be somewhat, say, I don't know exact word, but cocky, right? You do have to think that your abilities are godlike. So for me, it was always like, if I can just get the account, I know 100% I can perform. So um, got the account, we were able to perform, we were able to do amazingly well. I think we took them from 50 million to almost 100 million uh, within a year. So um, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, every, everything's been good so far. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm just always fascinated when I and thank you for that. I'm just always fascinated when I hear stories like that. A lot of times, man, like we see so many people out there, they have great ideas. You know, they have, you know, great work ethic or whatever the case may be. But it's like a lot of times it just boil down to confidence, man. You know what I mean? You know, you had the confidence to go, you know, to fly from Boston to, to California and make something happen, man. That's just crazy to me. Go ahead, man. It sounds like you're trying to say something. I mean, to cut you off. No, that you're you're hundred percent right, right? I, I think that whenever we see someone successful, I think the first thing I hear from the guy next to me is, Oh, he's so smart, you know, like he he made this or whatever. And I always go, It's never about the idea. It, it's really about the balls to actually go do it, you know. It's usually the dumbest people who actually <laughs> are the most successful because they're just too stupid to understand failure, right? They just right. keep going and going and going. So yeah, it's 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 really confidence that I would say one of the most important traits that an entrepreneur needs, um, because we are our, we are our own biggest enemies, right? And and the, the majority of us are shooting ourselves in our own foot. For sure, for sure. Appreciate you sharing that. Once again, Startup Nation, we're actually wrapping up with Darwin Liu, uh, digital marketer and serial entrepreneur. And it makes make sure once again you go check out uh, xagency.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access, and also AmericanBully.com, uh, an online company that sells premium apparel and accessories uh, for bully breeds. Hey, Darwin, man, look, I know people always who are uh, business owners, people who enjoy the game. Uh, of entrepreneurship, man. They're always sharpening the sauce, you know, always trying to make themselves better. That professional development piece is key uh, for them, man. W- what is Darwin doing, man? You reading books, listening to podcasts, man. You going parasailing. What, what keeps Darwin fresh on his game, man? 
Yeah, a couple of things, right? Sure. Um, definitely hitting the gym every single day. Uh, being healthy does amazing things for the mind. Uh, two, really, is um, I listen to a lot of motivational tapes, whether it's Tony Robbins or Eric Thomas or um, you know anyone, just because. I think, you know, motivation is, is sort of the kindle to the fire. There are days that I wake up that I don't want to do anything. But once you hear that, uh, hear them talking, you know, you just keep going. So, yeah, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, those are definitely two people I listen to. Read books, uh, listen to Audible, hit the gym, and, and you'll be golden. For sure, for sure. I, I, I want to ask you something real quick, just kind of like a serious no shift gears here. And, and it's tied into, and you kind of talked about this earlier. Uh, it's kind of tied to what you do in marketing and stuff like that. So, you know, right now uh, here in America, there's a lot of, you know, uh, talk about social justice, social this, social that, you know, issues and stuff like that. And we're seeing a lot of companies out there really, I'm not going to say pander, uh, but but they're really catering to selling to, uh, you know, uh, uh, people who are minorities, whether it be, you know, uh, of race, whether it be a sexual orientation, whatever the case may be. Right. I guess from a marketing standpoint, how do you come off as being genuine and not maybe coming off as like just pandering? Is that if that makes any sense? <laughs> uh, the way I see it, it, it always looks like pandering to Fair me. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's just my personal opinion, you know. Um, I see it all the time, and I'm just like, "Are you guys trying to take advantage of what's going on right now? Right. Because you guys never did that in the first place." So. Right. That's fair. That's fair. That, no, that's definitely fair. Cause like, I, like I said, I know a lot of people are kind of like, you know, like we're seeing the big tech companies, you're seeing Facebook and and you're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the T-Mobiles and stuff like that. They're doing uh, different things. And it's like, I'm always kind of like, it's like, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, it's kind of like, come on, we know why you're doing this and we know why you're doing it right now. So I'm kind of on the fence. I, I, I get what you mean by that, man, for sure. Exactly. And I honestly hate it. You know, it just, it just seems so fake. Uh, and, and again, that's just my opinion. So yes, no, 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 you, you no, exactly. You know, and the thing is we welcome all opinions, all thoughts of, you know, uh, you know, uh, frames of thought and stuff like that on this show. So no, you're, you're definitely welcome to share that opinion, man, for sure. I, I appreciate that. Uh, for cool. sure. L- let me ask you this, man, you know, at the end of the day, man, when, when Darwin hangs up his sneakers or hangs up, you know, the, the, you know, in the game and you get the gold watch and you go off and, and, and set sail on retirement, man, what do you think want people to remember you by? Like, man, Darwin was this Darwin was that, what do you hope people will remember you by? Yeah, there's, there's, there's one thing that I really do this for, right? So everyone needs their why. And mine really is to, to see if I can help as many people as possible. So, what I'm hoping that they remember me for really is I was there for the people. Um, I was there to help my parents. I was there to help my friends. Um, and, and, and that's it. You know, I don't need anything crazy. I don't need anything, you know, um, a celebrity like it's just how many people I've helped. Gotcha. Hey, talk about your parents a little bit, man. Talk about how important they've been for you and on your path and just growing up and, and, and creating the person that is Darwin today. Yeah, so we grew up poor, right? Gotcha. And um, I think that the best quote that I've always uh, heard was, you know, the difference between someone being given $10,000 and someone uh, earning $10,000 is what you learn from it. And I was able to truly see, you know, what, what being poor was and we were on food stands and, and seeing them sort of struggle was really what drove me. You know, I, I think to be successful as an entrepreneur, you do need that bigger why, the higher calling, because a lot of a lot of times you're gonna to want to throw, throw down your flag, right? You're gonna to want to quit. There's gonna be days that everything goes to crap, and you just sit there and you want to cry. And, and it, it's really how do you keep going? And unless you have that sort of bigger why, for me it was really my parents. Um, 
you're going to stop. So uh, growing up poor was definitely, um, I hated it when I was young, but growing, you know, when I'm older, I'm finally like, wow, I actually learned a bunch of things that the majority of kids didn't have to do. They didn't have to, you know, uh, go through all the struggles that we had. So they didn't get to learn how to be independent, how to, you know, do things on their own. So yeah, um, definitely that they definitely had a huge impact on sort of where I'm at today. I hear that. I hear that. I appreciate that. And, and before I ask the last question, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and sharing your insights, sharing your knowledge, man. Startup Nation definitely uh, can get a lot from it. And once again, Startup Nation, make sure you check out xagency.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access and also AmericanBully.com, uh, an online company that sells premium apparel and accessories uh, for Bully Breeze, man. So, you know, earlier you talked about how, you know, you listen a lot of Tony Robbins, the hip hop preacher, E.T. himself, stuff like that so i'm gonna put you on the spot man kind of share with us a little bit to take us out for the day some words of encouragement man to take us out for the day if you don't mind good sir yeah yeah so i don't know the exact quotes right but the one i listen from et all the time and i think everyone is has heard it it's about the one where the kids trying to come up for air right Mm -hmm. um and i tell this a lot of kids too who sort of really really start out which is um they always think that it's, it's nice and fast and they always think that they can come and do it for the money but if you have listened, if you've ever listened to this, and I listen to it all the time before I hit the gym, it's it's really you know if, if that's all you want to do, if if you all you wanted was basically to start a company for money, um, it's not going to work. You know, you have to want this as much as you want to survive, right? As much as you want to breathe. So uh, that's that's sort of the the closing line for everyone here, which is if you don't you know make this a necessity, right? If you don't make your business success a necessity. It's just going to be just something good to have. And when it's just something good to have, uh, you're not going to care. You know, the times will be hard. Um, that's a given. Every entrepreneur goes through times where it's super hard. And if you really can't fight through it, if you really can't want this more than you actually want to live, uh, you're going to fail. I hear that. I hear that. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. Once again, we want to thank Darwin Liu, uh, serial entrepreneur and digital marketer for coming on the show. Thank you so much, D. Liu. No, thank you for having me, man. This is definitely fun, though, man. Oh, no worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.